Welcome to Nothing You Say Matters, the podcast where two East London besties dive headfirst into the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Hey, Annie. Hey, Maddie. How are you? Prepare for trouble and make it double. And we're, we're back. back. Hey, honey. Quick, what have you been up to? Tell me. I spent my Friday that I took off playing 13 hours of Pokemon oh, whilst listening to the Mario Jovanovic hearing live. <laughs> uh, and it was an oddly entertaining yet politically charged experience. Oh, Pokemon and, and uh, impeachment. Impeachment, yeah. It's a new Pokemon. <laughs> Impeachy. Impeachy, impeachy. How have you been? Fabulous, sweetie. What did I do? Oh, I went to the glory. <laughs> Ding. First mention of the glory in the podcast. Went to the glory this week to see a hilarious American comic, Nadia Ginsburg. Have you heard of her? Um, she does flawless Madonna impression and uh, I great, have heard of her. Yeah, sure great uh, Cher impression. She was just like doing, it was like stand-up comedy as Madonna and as Cher and then as herself. It was so funny. So on the nose. I love the way the glory is just like open to so many weird different things. And she was like pretty much like a drag queen doing, you know, she is a cis woman, but she was pretty much doing drag as Madonna and Cher. It was so good. You see, women can be funny. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah. And last night I was just over at my couturier, Petite La Maze, getting fitted for a beautiful white fishtail gown for the Christmas period. I'm available for bookings. Already booked up for many a Christmas party. Get in touch. At any pics official on Instagram. I'm a DJ. Also, <laughs> as a drag queen. I'm a drag queen. Booked and blessed. Name something you can't do, Annie. Safe sex. <laughs> <laughs> so. We uh, can use that. <laughs> we've both had a busy week. You wasting your life away in front of Pokemon <laughs> Go or whatever. And, <laughs> and me being a fabulous drag queen. <laughs> Uh, also, it was my birthday last week. Oh, yeah. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. And I turned 31 and all my bestest friends came to Ludingborn Dawson and we played board and video games. I did. I played Street Fighter with uh, Scarlett O'Hara. It was quite intense. We <laughs> came to blows. <laughs> Who's your, uh, who would you fuck from Street Fighter? Oh, my God. All of them. Hello. <laughs> Especially that uh, Ryu... Ryu? He's quite a swishy Italian man. <laughs> and then um, there was that huge Russian beast. And Chun Li, obviously. Those yeah. fucking tanned legs always got me <laughs> as a teenager. So, yes, thank you so much to everyone who's been supporting us. Can you please uh, go and leave us a review? Because apparently it's the only way to get any kind of traction in this crazy world of podcasting. Just pop onto your Apple Podcasts app. Go to Nothing You Say Matters, scroll down past the episodes, and then there's a section where you can rate us five stars and review us. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah, especially if it's a five-star one. Well, <laughs> I just said, just leave us a five-star. Oh, right. <laughs> well, whatever. You don't even have to write a long review. You can just be like, great podcast. The important thing is that people are commenting on it, okay? <gasps> Thanks ever so much. And once you've done that, buy our merch, buy our t-shirt, buy our product. I'm giving up. Oh, how many days do you, <laughs> how many days are left before the exclusive Nothing You Say Matters promo image white t-shirt is oh, honey, off the market? It's almost finished forever. And by forever <gasps> means oh this is your last chance. There's eight days left. Okay. So in one day, you're gonna get the phone call <laughs> saying, 
seven days. <laughs> <laughs> and then your face will start to look blurry in photographs. And But you can still order a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Like, rate, subscribe. Buy our merch. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, listen to the show. Tell your friends. Send us questions and we will answer it. Oh, yes. I've got a question for this week. Who is it from? Uh, Petite LeMay. They said, when are you going to start doing live shows? Uh, and that we could actually make some money from doing it. I say, you're crazy, girl. No one's going to pay to see us. <laughs> but uh, maybe we should do a little uh, live interview show sometime. That could be fun. Uh, or it uh, could be a huge disaster because... Because... <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, I heavily rely on a uh, editing. Editing, yeah. And uh, you have you have a great stage presence. I'm more. I do. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm more of like a cockroach in a dark basement mm. uh, editing. Well, I have been thinking of phasing you out of the show altogether. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, listeners? <laughs> Please, baby lame. I, baby lame said he's listening. <laughs> Let us know in the comments if you would like me to be phased out of the show. Yes, or baby, if you'd like to face Scarlett Moffat out of the official BBC Sense <laughs> podcast, I will drop this one in a. California's second so what did you think of this episode I was let me let me tell you what I thought (laughs) what did you think I was into it it was a little bit of a letdown from the last two episodes which were so full on balls to the wall roller coaster ride but you know this had its moments Uh, I just don't really care about drag queens families that much I care about drag queens no this formula has been proven to not be entertaining to Mm. the viewers to not be fair from the viewpoint of the challenge Mm. And it's, as you said, especially after the last few episodes that were so jam-packed with looks, with laws, with mini-challenges, this episode was the exact opposite. It had, it had moments when it was like awkward to watch. Yeah. It was like a cringe comedy without the jokes. I'm sorry, did we need 15 minutes of Cheryl's sister bursting a zip? I mean, talk about cruel, <laughs> but also boring as fuck. That was like a 30-second moment that they could have been, and instead... It, it was over two scenes. I just, okay, anyway, we'll get into the episode <laughs> in a moment. Gate will not happen. Stop trying to make it happen. <gasps> First, let's take a trip over to Corrections Corner. Uh, well, it's not really Corrections, but I was just Googling the Queen's looks uh, from last week to make our hilarious memes, which if you're not following at Nothing You Say Matters on Instagram... What are you doing? How did life? you hear about this podcast? Because <laughs> that's the only way we promote it. <laughs> yeah, I was looking up the Vivian's fabulous rainstorm look, and the Vivian actually credited this on her Instagram to The Goddess of Depression by Victor Nazarenko, which is like a, a painting by this guy, Victor. But then when I was looking it up, I also found this reference to uh, Alexandra Kukinova, who's the founder of the Alexandra Company, which makes these tiny little dolls. You're <laughs> doing amazing. I wish you could see how sexy this <laughs> face is. Uh, well, it was interesting because he makes, like, makes all these tiny little fantasy dolls. And if you go to his website, there is this little Russian doll that looks exactly like a doll version of what the Vivian wore on the runway last oh. week. Which is interesting that she's drawing her inspiration. I mean, she well, I guess she drew it from the painting. And I don't know whether the guy did a painting that someone then made a doll of or if someone made a doll that then someone did a painting of. But either way, I'm here for queens seeking out inspiration in unusual places and not just looking like hot sluts. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's nothing wrong with that. We endorse... I know. I we endorse these strippers. <laughs> I know how... These thigh highs are individually stoned with several hundred Swarovski crystals. It's crazy because it goes up, it turns into a sleeve as it goes up your waist. It's so eloquent. <laughs> eloquent. Tail, uh, eloquent from a tailoring perspective. 
And uh, yes, Blue Hydrangea responded to your Cucumber Gate post. <laughs> yes, saying that she just wanted to sneak the cucumber back to the Premier Inn where they were staying. <sighs> so that answers that question. Uh, but also, I spotted one thing that showed that she didn't manage to sneak it back to the Premier oh. Inn this episode. The thing that proved that she didn't manage to sneak it back to the Premier Inn is that the day the mini challenge happens, the whole scene starts with shots of the studio and there is a shot of the cucumber just on a table, which means that has been there for eight days because <laughs> it. She was holding it after. It's not. A, there's not a week between shooting. What are you talking about? It's like bam, bam, bam. They okay, get like a day off. Okay, then it's a four-day-old cucumber. Is make it better? It was all brown. <laughs> it's disgusting. <sighs> Honey, it was gonna be brand if she got it back to the premiere in anyway. Okay, so. <gasps> okay, that's it from Corrections Corner and Conspiracy Cucumber <laughs> Corner. <laughs> you ready to talk some shit about some drag queens? L3S. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Hello, so Blue Hydrangea has gone home. Sad to see her go. And Cheryl confesses that Blue was her best friend in this competition, <laughs> which totally passed us by as viewers, I feel. Yeah, it was only in the last episode where they were kind of cuddling, uh, where Blue was giving her advice that it showed up at all but that's that happens you know if it's not yeah. worth the storyline then they're not gonna put it on air katya and ginger minge are best friends <laughs> famously <laughs> according to one of them <laughs> blue came blue saw blue conquered from northern ireland and she was so shady <laughs> i enjoyed this the girls seem to really all like her and appreciate her shadiness and why wouldn't they so cheryl starts talking about how she had to slay that lip sync number and she, it's what she's known for and i was like really okay and i thought okay i owe her you know going back and reviewing the evidence and because last week i just didn't really feel it i wasn't that into the lip sync you know were you no i because the thing is i'm still holding them to u.s lip sync assassin standards i mean i'm just holding them to like lip sync 1000 standards second mention of the glory <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> well you know i mean there's so many amazing lip singers in east london anyway or in london in general but yeah i rewatched the lip sync on full screen and she did have amazing energy. I mean, she definitely won the lip sync. Blue was kind of a mess. And Cheryl had great energy and great dance moves. But there was things she was doing that if there was another more like really interesting, fabulous queen doing it, or even if she just had more interesting hair and makeup, I because her outfit was great last week, I'd have been like, yes, oh my God, you know, I would have been really excited by it. But there's just something so kind of uh, normal about her hair and makeup that I'm just like, I not that gagged. Her performances are really often trans translated as like Alyssa Edwards lights mm. because she has the same energy and very similar like high tempo, like pageant girl dance moves. But Alyssa kind of pulls it off because she's just like a blaze of light, like dancing across the catwalk. But Cheryl is a bit like slightly less energy. Anyway, step your look up, Cheryl. Uh <laughs> uh, Cheryl then brings up how Blue shouldn't have lip synced, but instead Baga should have because she didn't prepare... Her and then song. back at backtracks and like either last and saying that she was prepared. So either she was trying to convince the producers not to put her in the bottom by saying she was going to do awful or she was trying to set up like viewers expectations to be so low that when she did an all right job, we'd be impressed. Yeah, that was my conspiracy of that. Mm. She actually like was so prepared, but then she kind of crushes it by saying like she kind of knew it and she would have like try to work around like the lack of her knowing the verses and i was like oh this doesn't read well she should have just been like jk i knew it all along shut the fuck up cheryl <laughs> <laughs> also cheryl's reasoning of why bagga should have lip-synced is because she didn't know the words and i'm like no that's not why you lip-sync yeah that's that not a that's not an argument <sighs> so it's a new day in the workroom and the girls come in and count themselves out one two three four 
then it cuts to Vivian who's just like well it's the top three is the only thing that matters (laughs) well then why are you making I mean a couple of weeks ago they were like ooh top six (laughs) like why not just be like top 11 (laughs) oh well but in real in reality the top three I guess is what you kind of remember from well it's weird because now in the US it's a top four so that they can have the lip sync off yeah and I'm kind of over that I'm like makes it so much less special because so many people get through it's like I'd much preferred kind of a diverse top three where like everyone was bringing something a little bit different and so everyone had something different to root for sure and because you always kind of expect a double save on the American seasons to make it to the top four right or something and I was actually kind of delighted that there wasn't any like saving and double elimination sh- I mean I would have loved I, I would have loved if Crystal double- got double saved yeah <laughs> or like a double elimination because it's just always fun <gasps> yes I love that well yeah poor Dax exclamation point god I hate saying that and the other one so hey sis Rue's up on the screen and says something about a DNA test and everyone's like feigning ignorance as if they didn't put forward a family member <laughs> that could come on the show <laughs> they just happen to have two identical costumes <laughs> Well, some of them did. <laughs> um, so yeah, Rue comes in, and I was so disappointed when she announces that the mini challenge is going to be puppets because she didn't say everybody loves puppets. Is like Sharon Needles being expunged from Drag History or something? Yeah, I feel like everybody loves puppets is like because reading is fundamental. Yeah. We're playing the snatch game. These things you just have to say because it's important in RuPaul's Drag Race history. So Ashraf and some other Brit crew member come in and... <laughs> I have the same notes. Oh boy, you called it. Those Union Jack briefs are so fucking ugly and so unflattering. They look like they're made out of like thick... <laughs> like rough material you know they're just so unsexy the thing is i kind of hate andrew christian underwear because like i think it's everything wrong with being gay but <laughs> oh, at least they are like the cups fit nicely yeah. like these are kind of just like these are like h&m yeah. or like primark, primark possibly and i mean i know they can't have andrew christian sponsorship but god where's the stylist just like, ask something... me i will lend them something <laughs> Also, Ask Nico, he's got like <laughs> 600 pairs of sexy underwear. Also, I was thinking, are in the second season of UK Jack Race, are they still going to be wearing the Union Jack underwear? Because like in the US season, they don't wear the American flag. Well, by then Brexit will have happened and the whole union will have fallen apart. So they'll just be wearing like those red and white St. George's <laughs> crosses <laughs> that the racists fly. Um, normally I enjoy this puppet challenge, but the girls really didn't like go in. They're all just too comfortable now and friendly. I think there were some funny jokes and like we always expect like the harshest reads because at this point they kind of know each other and know mm. what like the really weak point of the other when they can like stab the knife in. But the thing is again because they are so self-aware like even Divina after her being read with the puppet she was like that was hilarious and accurate <laughs> and that's <sighs> something that you haven't really seen before when people are like I mean that's objectively funny everybody's like <gasps> shady bitch. So they all have to pick out their little puppets. And I love when Davina kind of puckers up to Ashraf. Wow. So he sticks her ass <laughs> yeah. up against his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Baga gets the Vivian and is a little bit like, just like gentle on her because they're besties. Yeah. Well, she just does her Trump impression and like this cow's accent, but she didn't actually like read her. No. She just does impressions of like actual things she's She could have like torn off her eyebrows, called her out for wearing a toupee, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> uh, taken her teeth out oh, off. Been a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Looked amazing. <gasps> yeah. Cheryl- she could have really read her to filth by looking flawless. <laughs> Cheryl got bagger. And this uh, is confusing. She throws her against the wall. <laughs> as as her cat wet. Uh, and people wall. kept saying bag of shite in this episode. And I was like, it's not funny. It was maybe funny when Crystal said it. Well, so she said bag of shits. But people kept saying it. And then 
Cheryl says it here. And I'm like, okay, it's been done. And I feel like it was such a missed opportunity to have the puppet mouth gaping wide open the way Baga always has her mouth open when she comes down the runway. (laughs) I mean, she kind of did it when she was like, I've been wanting to do this this whole time. And she shuts the puppet's mouth. But I don't know. And I think there was opportunity to really dress that puppet up like really badly. I mean, I feel like <laughs> Cheryl kind of nailed it with Baga because she looked like her promo look, but like an absolute ratchet mess. <laughs> so that that on its own kind of entertained me, but I didn't get her like throwing the puppet across the little no. stage. Is that what she does? No. I'm not sure. Davina gets Cheryl and she does like an all right impression, but I feel like this could have been a lot <laughs> harsher. And also I really wish she just like been having a conversation and every question Cheryl answers she just uh, finishes it with death drop and just like <laughs> did a death drop every time she answered a question uh, when I think the one punchline that kind of granted her the victory was uh, how are you doing in this competition shit uh, then the Vivian does a Vina and for some reason does a Kim Woodburn impression again why doesn't she wear like put a silver dress on the puppet that would have been funny well I think they had to use materials so maybe there wasn't a sil- like materials provided so there mightn't have been silver sequins I guess the talc on the face joke was kind of funny talc on the face talc, talc and powder yeah sh- sure <laughs> talk on the face talk <laughs> of the town so Davina wins and she doesn't win anything <laughs> it would have been so funny you get to pick which of the drag queens' fa- female family members are you gonna pick <laughs> The other shall be executed. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. So then RuPaul announces that the girls' family members will be joining them, and it's Baga and the Vivian's mums and Davina and Cheryl's sisters coming in. Uh, this whole sequence was so weird because first Baga's mom Josie arrives, and Baga gives her like a really mild hug, and then just they walk back to the the. <laughs> and queue. It cuts to her, and she's just like, "I don't really see my mom that much." And I'm like, "Oh, that's a red flag." <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, foreshadowing, and then the next one is Davina's sister Caris. They're like ugly hug crying. And she, just, yeah, she was so adorable. She reminded me of like a young Deborah Messing. Or and a, like a bit of an Aisling B. Aisling. Ashling B. She says, I hate your jumper. And Cheryl goes, we all hate it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> and then... It was a hideous top, to be to be fair. Davina did the rainbow one. Yeah. She's been wearing it every episode. Oh, really? Oh, I must have just like ignored, blanked it out. <laughs> I had one of those when I was uh, 18. Is that when you got gay-bashed? <laughs> yes <laughs> but not in the top so <laughs> also as uh, Divina and Carrie's go back to the line they're still kind of like tearing up and hugging and Rue is just like in a really monotone voice like oh you're overcome with emotions like like an alien observing like human life there's a couple or... of moments like that in this episode <laughs> but Divina had a good comeback <laughs> she, she was crying she goes like I hate her <laughs> better sister <laughs> And then the Vivian's mum walks in. Cassie, she looks so pleasant. Yeah, and then Cheryl's glam Essex sis. Um, so women can do drag. Apparently, apparently so, yeah. Just I, not trans women. I had a lot of, I, exactly, I had a lot of thoughts about this. Well, I'm afraid there's no space for that on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, Rue says you can use any of the wigs, shoes and jewellery provided and it cuts to the Dalton shopping centre's most glamorous <laughs> selection of shite <sighs> also the Brit crew brings the stuff in and Rue points out ladies do you like the Brit crew and then later on she was like please hands off the Brit crew I was like stop trying to pimp your Brit crew out to these thirsty mums like <gasps> Rue was also wearing these weird red tinted glasses, which reminded me of that episode where she was really ill, where she had to wear the face kini yeah. in the US season. I was like, what's happening? 
Are you sick again? The glasses just, along with the weird monotone robot delivery, was really there was a really couple of really creepy moments. Like from as Rue. if they're trying to cover something up. <laughs> she's she's a robot. <laughs> so yeah, after the challenge has been announced, is the family resemblance challenge. Mm. She just goes away. There is no one more thing. There is no nothing. So the whole challenge is basically create a look. Nothing. Is there ever? Oh yeah, they did. You should do, like, do a little, like a little yeah, flag voguing there, the runaway or yeah. I was like, oh, it's going to be a very plain episode. Oh, yeah. It's like the interpersonal interactions between the family members. That's not enough. I mean, I don't, really don't care. It's not I, drag. <laughs> I mean, Rue is just like, I know she loves to force families together. <laughs> drag race, forcing families to address their <laughs> crippling problems. But like gay people's families are sometimes really shitty, even if they don't mean to be. They just don't understand or accept their kids. So like, I can't imagine how head wrecking it must be to have your family members show up. Like, remember Alaska's episode of All Stars was such a disastrous runway and she had a total meltdown and it's like no coincidence that her mother was there. I'm just, yeah, I was really interested in how Baga just seemed to be criticizing her mother the whole time and it seemed like Baga was like, you know, she says herself, she's like, you're making me seem like a right cow. But I'm like, maybe she has a very strange relationship and uh, these things bubble up in different ways. Maybe her mother was a fucking nightmare to be raised by. Yeah, absolutely. We don't know what happened. And we show us on this doll where your mother show us on this puppet where your mother touched. <laughs> okay, so Rue comes in for a walk around, and Davina says we're going to be angels in white. Or Davina's sister says we're going to be angels in white with lots of crystal. I'm like, oh, where is crystal? Oh, sidebar, did you see crystal is actually posting again all the photos of her outfits that she would have done. Yes. She did an amazing uh, twenty set inspired a look with her sister in like a pink tulle fantasy at a milkshake shop it looks so good it kind of looked like what rue wore on the catwalk this week but like an elevated version of that (laughs) (laughs) yeah so then this is the second moment where we get this weird lingering robot rue where she goes it's gonna be fun you'll have fun she says (laughs) menacingly to to davina's sister baga and her mom kind of like set up for a rocky start like it was just so hard to watch baga is kind of like completely lost her bagginess she's kind of like stressing around like Mm -hmm me at like my bigger family christmas do around all my like family members it's just i'm just like oh i'm not myself and yeah it's so uncomfortable it's so unfair that two of them got their mothers and the other two got their sisters it's so much easier to fucking hang with your sister that's the thing of like if i was in the show like i would much <laughs> prefer my sister be on the team with me yeah uh because you know I'm comfortable She's got massive around- jugs to work with. <laughs> I'm comfortable around her. She would be like having fun. But your mum would just be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that wouldn't help because I would probably spend half my time just like tempering her to like be able to <gasps> and that's a, yeah act, act with me. And that's kind of what Baga is doing. Like her mum seems so nervous and can barely talk. And Baga keeps then talking over her. And like, even when Rue is doing the walk around, she like takes Baga's mom in her hand, looks <laughs> yeah. her in the eye to reassure her, and Baga shouts, very nervous. Yeah. <laughs> so good. There is this like bit where Baga's explaining the concept and it's like mm. Kim Kardashian and Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner. And then her mom doesn't know it. And Baga's like, well, so <sighs> we're doing it. That puts the mom on ease. And then she like touches this like wig and Bag of rips out of her hand. No, that needs to be styled. I was like, oh, this is awful to watch. Yeah. Bag keeps telling her mom to calm down because that always works, but you tell people. <laughs> no, to keep telling people to calm down. And also, you're incredibly nervous. My God, you're so nervous and shy. Oh, uh, but yeah, then we get slightly less crazy family relationship and we 
cut to Cheryl's sister, who talks about how she taught Cheryl how to do makeup. And then Cheryl's sister says, we're going to win. And I'm like, bye. Pack your bags. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We've seen 11 seasons of this. We know how exposition and reward works. Mm-hmm. When did you learn that word? <laughs> <laughs> yes, last night. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Vivian and her mom. So, cut to back. <laughs> Literally. But yeah, back to Baga and her mum, they're like looking at the outfits and Baga is like, you're nervous and stuff. Then it cuts to the confessional and she's like, she's very shy. She's very timid. She's like a little mouse. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> do a slut drop. Do a slut drop. Yeah, because that's going to put you on ease doing a national television <laughs> in like mom clothes. I mean, I did love uh, the Vivian saying to her mum, now have you shaved your minge? <laughs> uh. Rue kind of asked them like, what was the first time you've seen your kid showing... Uh, signs of fagginess <laughs> well, this is not how she worded it but it was the same as her. Yeah, and then they were like all like oh at the age of four and five they were trying on my clothes and then I realized I do have this memory of like me four and five wearing this like white skirt and my fa- parents were having a dinner party and I like burst it in the middle and started like spinning and it's super weird because the memory cuts out there like mm. I don't know how that did so that's when someone bottled you <laughs> That's, I need to do some research because that would explain so much. <laughs> so then the two queens were paired with their sisters are all trying to like add choreography. Yeah. They were just like doing the catwalk, doing the voguing. <laughs> the ones with the mothers are like, don't let this distract you. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's so unfair. It's so ridiculous. It should have just been all sibling. Well, I guess then you might have had someone with brothers or... Uh, whatever. Then they try to make some drama out of Cheryl's outfits, zipper breaking, which goes on for so long. Then they go over to something else. Then they come back to the sitting on the couch and they're talking about the zipper again. I'm just like, wow, is this all you had to work with for storyline this episode? This is incredibly boring. Yeah, Baga's advice to Cheryl was very much like my older therapist's advice to me. Like, I'm sure you can work it out somehow. <laughs> Your old, your therapist needs to be fucking struck off the list. That was a 400 pounds I'll never get back. Oh my God. But also the bit when Cheryl is trying to pull the zipper up onto her sister was oddly erotic. It's just her (laughs) sister pinned up against the room separators and Cheryl just like slamming her against it. I was like, why is there... Why does this look like all my porn? (laughs) Yeah, it could have all just been solved. Like you said, if they'd just thrown in an extra one more thing challenge, then they would have actually had something to do. But I guess because next week there seems to be a runway choreography thing. They didn't want to have that twice in a row. So yeah, when uh, the family members walk in to the workroom on Elimination Day, Cheryl reads her sister by saying, you look like you just woke up and back tells her mom, you've got big knockers today. I was like, (laughs) why? (laughs) This was... It's family. (laughs) Yeah, so we're getting our drag on in front of the makeup mirror and the Vivian is talking about how like putting on drag is like a superhero costume. And it is true. It's quite amazing. I mean, I'm actually in kind of a superhero leotard today with these thigh-high boots, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's got super gonorrhea on the chest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't even have a choice because, like, suddenly you're just this huge, glittering, outrageous thing. Tar- well, some people are towering over everyone. I am because I'm six foot six in heels. <gasps> and it's just impossible not to act up. I just, I love drag. It's quite something. You should try it sometime. Yeah, I, I did 
try with you, remember? Yeah, no, like good drag. <laughs> uh, so Baga's mom tries to have a little chat and ask Baga about how her drag makes her feel. And Baga's like, don't frown, don't move your <laughs> yeah. head. Oh, this was so... And then uh, Baga's mom is like, oh, no, no, I can't move. Yeah, she's yeah. going to be mad at me. Oh, no, it's painful to watch. Caris asked Davina to put more bronzer on. Yeah. So even she... She <laughs> can tell that she is ashy as fuck. But it's weird because later on, it didn't offend me her skin tone when Michelle calls her out. I was like, that looks fine to me. I mean, I like a pale queen. What can I say? Yeah. The Vivian is like talking to Baga's mom. She's like, so do you actually know the full extent of Baga? And she's and Baga's like, eh, eh, basically I'm known for being elegant, classy and demure. Uh, <laughs> right. So then it's time to <gasps> take it to the, the runway. 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 Rue walks down in this candy floss jellyfish marie antoinette ballerina uh, fantasy love the hair love the look it's sort of a peach pastel mottled feathered floral uh, fantasy i love that she looked delicious and she looked expensive you didn't think she looked ratchet this week <laughs> no i uh i do stand by my uh bad observations from <laughs> previous weeks <laughs> <sighs> So, uh, Alan Michelle are here, and the gorgeous Michaela Cole of Chewingham fame. My God. Oh, my God. I uh, The first time I was exposed to her beauty was in Black Mirror, actually. She was in uh, the Nosedive episode. She was the receptionist at the airport who doesn't allow her to get on the flight. But I think I'm not... I'm not being lofty when I say she is the most stunning human being in this moment. I have to say, seeing her sit beside... like. Seeing a fucking fabulous, huge black woman sitting there beside RuPaul, I was like, why is there not another fucking woman or person of color on this judging panel? Like, Ross and Matthew yeah. and Graham and Alan are all Ross such... and Matthews can both suck my dick. Oh, sorry, not Ross. <laughs> Ross and Carson and Graham and Alan. Whilst I love Graham and Alan, and I can't stand the other two, they're just like such, you know, cis, sissy white... I mean, I love sissies, but... Such cis white privileged men. I mean, without voices of, you know, without diverse voices, you just don't get people who will be on the side of queens like the Vixen or Nina Brina Brown or Monique Hart and they just get eliminated too soon, you know? Absolutely. Her her observations and opinions were also valid and interesting and funny. And I was like, we had Andrew Garfield in the same seat at one point. <laughs> I was like, fuck right off. <laughs> So Alyssa Edwards, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> Cheryl Hole comes down the runway with her sister, Sissy, in these Alyssa Edwards wigs um, and these substandard bodysuits. Yeah, like uh, kindergarten rendition of uh, cabaret <laughs> <laughs> flapper dress. And then the sister is in this pink, I mean, Alan said it best, it's like a door like a room divider, like a yes. ribbons in a doorway, or like you know, like the in a, when you go through a car wash, sissy's outfit. It was just so average. Well, it was extremely predictable, mm. and uh, this was the time when it just really showed how Cheryl's face was like a golden yellow color, and the rest of her body was just pale, pale, pale. But yeah. it to to a point where it wasn't like a funny look. It was just like inconsiderate. <laughs> She should be painted head to toe in future. I'll <laughs> let her know. So next up is the Vivian and the mother coming down the runway. Mm, they come out in these matching black outfits, diamond encrusted, big, big white hair. I mean, this was cute. The Vivian was serving rich bitch glamour. I really enjoyed how she didn't try to overcomplicate 
her execution of this challenge. It was just like me and my mother. It was very like age appropriate yet elevated. Uh, mm. I mean, her mother was kind of serving poodle with a blow dry. <laughs> well, yeah, it was drag, but it wasn't like I'm gonna squeeze you into a slutty fucking leotard. You're, you know, sure. Something but I don't know. The, just the fabulous. Even though the wig was fabulous, it was kind of made for a drag queen, so it was dwarfing her little tiny face a little bit. I feel like it needed to be pulled back at the bottom a little bit or something, or just. It's very. It was. It was almost like a lion's mane with this tiny round face peeking out of the center. You know, if you just filled in the bottom under the chin. Yeah. So, and because you know. later she even said like she wanted uh, the Viv's wig, but the Viv was like no. But I actually it, think that would have worked better. Possibly. Side by yeah. Side. Because this pulls her head or like compresses from the sides. Mm. Because the Vivian's hair just goes towers upwards. So yeah. That might have created a better like fam drag illusion. Oh my god. They look, she looks so teeny tiny. I also felt that the mother needed a necklace, like a diamond necklace, because she just had all this bare skin, whereas the Vivian had this big glittering uh, neckline on the dress. And the mother just looked a little bit like Madame Brothel. <laughs> yeah, she was like, not quite ready to leave the house for the mm. night. Then we get Davina and Delicia de Campo um, as beer belly twins, question mark. <laughs> This well, was fucking ugly, question mark. <laughs> well, they both come out in a cheap red wig and a silver dress. <laughs> yeah, it was so self-fulfilling prophecy. Which is kind of iconic, but then they keep banging on about how amazing and brave and genius was that Davina came out with... Uh, the beer belly. Beer, the pregnant belly. So stupid. It did not read as it didn't pregnant. didn't read at all. It looked like she was just sticking her own stomach out. Did she actually pad at all? I guess... She did. They're both. Well, it I'm, would have been amazing if they pad, if she pads both of them, but like to a comic size, like to be humongous. Or if they just, because or her, even if they just looked like, you know, eight months pregnant instead of three months pregnant, it just didn't read at all. It was stupid. Or uh, just wear a not hideous dress. And, and yeah, I was having flashbacks to the glitter ball when Darian Lake wore that stoned gown and was all saggy in the crotch. This was just like horrible, sheer white maxi dresses with the sequins that just were like on both of them fitting in the wrong places and kind of hiking up awkwardly and just oh my god that and the, the red wigs and were the under- so unflattering <laughs> the underwears were under yes it. the underwear showing through, it was just like granny spanks. panties yeah <laughs> i mean their presentation was fun i guess yeah and great you looked like twins yeah again is that what you need to do i don't know burn the wigs burn the fucking wigs <laughs> in the words of vanjie <laughs> I, I really was gobsmacked by why the judges were, like, creaming themselves over this solution. <sighs> but because I guess, this could have landed her in the bottom, that's why. And they needed a bag of chips. And also, I think they wanted to even out the badges, so they all have three. Yes. So, last and definitely least, it's bag of chips and sack of spuds. I'm sorry, I think you mean Liza Minnelli and Morticia Adams. <laughs> <laughs> or rather, somebody doing Liza Minnelli and Morticia Adams for Halloween for the first time. This was unfortunate. This was unfortunate. Uh, Sackus Puds walked out. I gasped because she is an eerie replica of my late great aunt <laughs> who Shade. passed away three years ago. Oh, like as she looks now? <laughs> oh my God, she does. That's crazy. I mean, your your aunt kind of just looks like Sackus Puds out of drag also. But, <laughs> yes. But it seems that Baga has been to the Silky Nutmeg Ganache School of Makeup because they, she sharpied on eyebrows onto her mother. They look so awful. The wig line is unforgivable in this terrible share wig. I had so many issues because she was saying how it's a Kim Kardashian. Oh and my God, there was nothing Kardashian about this except that it looked like trash. Because <laughs> <laughs> 
the Kardashians are known for their makeup, which is kind of yeah. this like nude, slutty, exaggerated, like, like glowing, plumped, plumped. Yeah, there was nothing of that. It was literally like kindergarten, like paint by numbers, yeah, blue barn doors. Well, that's what Baga's makeup is on herself, but because she's pulling such like crazy faces all the time, you don't really notice. Because the thing is, she paints an old lady face on her, but if you paint an old lady face on an old lady, this is <laughs> gonna look crazy. <gasps> I mean, so Sakasvaz is in this glittering black jumpsuit and Baga is in a glittering black dress, which are like perfectly fine. But combined with the makeup of the wigs, I mean, Baga kind of looks fine as like a cheap Liza Minnelli costume. Yeah, but didn't she do that like three times already? Uh, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> well, she's got the shape for it. <laughs> So then we get to the judging and Baga just throws her mom under the bus immediately. She throws her under the bus and reverses back and <laughs> goes over her it's one like more time. scene in uh, like, <laughs> Killing Eve. Or The Handmaid's Tale. <gasps> uh, Spoilers! <laughs> uh, she says how she's old, she's fat, she can't see, she's shy. A woman of her certain age. This phrase has been used over 15 times this episode. Oh, really? And then when her mom tries to speak up or say anything bagger just jumps in and speaks oh, for her so awkward then rue is like so saka what's your favorite part of your drag love and bagger just sighs exasperatedly and goes like well if i had a younger girl like these two and alan it cuts to alan who is literally gawping in horror at the way bagger is treating her mother and rue is like joe i want to i want to hear about your experience and bagger talks over her again and says she's blind as a bat and i'm just like oh my god and this is such a signal of the some deep-rooted trauma in their relationship, which I'm not a psychotherapist, so I can't analyze what, but there is so much more than what we are allowed to see in this episode. And it was it really feels like an unfair thing to do to people. Like it's this is not an uneven playing field. Yeah. This challenge. We don't know what happened. It might you know, she might have been beating him. <laughs> She probably did. She was probably getting out a big metal stick. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. Every, every morning allegedly, before allegedly. school. Okay, we're now flashing back to Matthias' childhood. She got the pepper spray. It puts pepper the pepper spray, spray on the skin <laughs> or else it gets the hose again. Uh, so, okay, let's get into it because Michelle says, tonight, Baga, it's a bit rough. Totally different outfits, totally different hair, totally different makeup. And I'm like, hold on. The hair and the makeup and, and the outfits all matched really well. So I don't know why this needed to be said. And also, it's not a twin challenge. Or is it? Because later, Michelle says in the judging, the prerequisite for this challenge is that they have to look like each other. But then where do they go from there? Yeah. And I'm like, what does that what, mean? <laughs> what exactly do they have to do? Where do they go from here? They had nothing else to do apart from creating a look. A family resemblance. It does. I mean, okay, maybe you're supposed to create a storyline for each other that then you play out on the stage, but then tell them that. And maybe you have to come up with some kind of like storyline the way Brooklyn Heights and the Plastique did, the way they were fucking raved about that, even though it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Bissach just goes on and on about how Vivina's uh, baby bump was the smartest thing to do, and there's nothing more drag than a pregnant drag queen, and that's what RuPaul's Drag Race is all about, a big middle finger to society and the trans community. <laughs> <laughs> But I thought it did not read as pregnant. It was teeny tiny. No. It read as uh, ordering burritos and then having three pints the night before. And not Dushin. <laughs> well, what would you have done with your mom if you were dragging up on the runway? I think I would have leaned into like Hungarian folklore and would have done like a classic folklore realness look. And like Katya's runway with her mother. Sort of like that. But then maybe like 
because most younger people knew like very basic folk folklore dance, so we can we could have done a <gasps> bit of that. Ooh, just to kind dancing. of sell the fantasy, and maybe the story could have been like, I'm her daughter who she needs to like marry away at the marketplace. So catchy is runway. Okay, cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you've called her? Uh, I think. Oh, what would you? What's your drag name again? Um, I think I guess it's still Jaja Apoor. So I <laughs> yeah. guess yeah, I would have been Jaja Apoor, and she would have been maybe like Eva Apoor, who Eva Gabor was Jaja's sister. <gasps> Did you know? Oh, I finally watched Bojack Horseman. Did you notice that Jaja Apoor got a little shout out in one of the episodes? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I cackled. Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't have won, but uh, I would have been safe because <laughs> there's a concept and it's exciting. Uh, what would you have done with your mother? Uh, well, yes, I probably would have also leaned into the Irish thing. Uh, any picks, any picks, any picks and any yokes. Uh, and we would have just been like, yoke is like a slang for uh, ecstasy pills in Dublin. Oh. <laughs> and I think we would have just been like a complete pair of like Dublin scumbags in like tracksuits and like hair plastered against our face. And just like, because like my mom is from the north side. So representing, it's not... It's not offensive to dress. Maybe it is offensive. <laughs> but whatever. We would have just like, I would have really like, you know, like the film Adam and Paul. It would have been like Adam and Paul, but with like huge tits and like high heel trainers. <laughs> right. I, w- I was thinking, or otherwise we would have just done like Irish dancing twins. Oh, was, right. You know, stumbled down the runway with huge ringlets flying everywhere. <gasps> Should we talk For- about the Untucked? Okay. Oh, I forgot that happened. <laughs> Did anything happen? Well, the only thing, so we're backstage in the untucked segment, and the bagger's mom drinks half of her drink before they even cheer, <laughs> which is probably signals this is the most stressful day of her life ever. Mm. And then later, when they're sitting on the sofa, everybody kind of like praises their relative's performance. Viv is just shouting out how her mother is like basically Mother Teresa and work with sick children and does charity work on the weekends and she's the most amazing thing. Everybody else is just like, you've been doing amazing, sis. Yeah, everyone's praising their relatives. Baga, of course, not impressed with her mother and just <laughs> talks about how she's nervous, blah, 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 and she's blind. And yeah, Davina, it cuts to Davina's confessional and she's just so pissed off at Baga for like not being kind and she says, Joe, you, everyone can see that Joe is like blaming herself for Baga being in the bottom, which is probably true. Um, but as you said, she also probably beat her. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <sighs> uh, but yeah, Davina forces Baga to apologize. Which is so uncomfortable to watch because, again, they don't understand their relationship. So why do they feel like they can... Exactly. Nobody knows what goes on in a relationship except the people in that relationship. Isn't that right, Maddie? <laughs> Stop touching. I won't. <laughs> I never will. Uh, this was so hard to watch and not entertaining Mm, that's why I didn't take any notes so back on the runway Davina wins despite that hideous and I'll say it again hideous outfit the Vivian is safe so Baga and Cheryl who hasn't won a single challenge so far are up for elimination I wonder how this is going to turn out (laughs) can't wait to see Mm. they all have to lip sync to Amy Winehouse's tears dry on their own uh, yes i really wish crystal had made it this far she had like so much more to say than cheryl and so much more to show uh, absolutely even to the top three you know only one queen's gonna win so it wouldn't have been that big a deal to have a canadian in the top three and what does it matter where people are from england is famous for its uh, international <laughs> international uh population mm. so but you wouldn't know it from this top three honey anyway we'll get to it <laughs> 
the lip sync starts and I was like, okay, well, Cheryl's obviously not going to death drop her way to victory with this song. <laughs> and Bacchus does a pretty good job, like, working her way around the stage. Well, she was really channeling the, like, pissed off, uninterested Amy Winehouse energy mm. that this song requires. And I really did enjoy the contrasting outfits. Bagger was like giving me Wicked Witch of the West and uh, Lisa or Cheryl, oh my god, Cheryl it was like Linda and the Wicked Witch of the West like lip singing <laughs> against each other. Or it was like Shakespeare's sister, you know you had better hope and pray, you know that song? Oh, that was my first drag performance with my old partner in crime, Polly Esther. Make She's sure. dead. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and by that we mean she's widely successful <laughs> yes hairstylist to the stars she does everyone uh, mini driver <laughs> Naomi Campbell Gaga anyway Cheryl is just doing uh, Alice Edwards light dance moves that doesn't really work with this song at mm. all at the moment when they hold hands and just go down the runway yeah. it was super cute but, but they were kind of they were like running down the runway together and I was like great now something's gonna uh, they, oh, they, they didn't like to do something yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is with Nobody like having a, any plan for just like a moment, creating a moment. You're on a goddamn BBC on RuPaul's Drag Race and you haven't put any thought into creating this special moment that will be like memed and gift, GIF'd <laughs> and YouTubed forever. Yeah, I just This might be your last moment to be remembered for. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm not going to do a reveal. I really hope they... I mean, I mean, season two's casting is open or finished... And I really hope they've gotten some good queens this year. Can't wait to see. But this lip sync was pretty much decided from the beginning. Mm. Uh, so Baga wins and Cheryl goes home. On a lighthearted line, the worst track record to get to the top four. And then she does a dab and calls herself no badges, Shez. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> she's nice. She's fun. She's cute. She's just not my cup of tea in terms of like aesthetic. <laughs> aesthetic. That's all. I think she's a kind of dragon of like, if I... You know, if I'm in Soho and decide to like pop into a bar and she happens to be doing a high energy, fun, pop, disco, dance number, I would be like, yes. But I haven't been in Soho in three years. So a campy, brash, Britishy top three. I mean, I guess they needed a series representing this kind of drag, but... And they maybe didn't get like a more diverse group of people applying because people wanted to see how the first season went. Uh, but I don't know, the three of these queens, Baga, Davina, and the Vivienne, to me, are all kind of singing from the same prayer book, you know? I mean, the Vivienne can obviously take it there in terms of fashion, whereas the other two can't really, but... Yeah. Well, that's not true, Davina has... I'm just going to keep talking over you until you <laughs> cut in. To be honest, we, we predicted this top three quite early on, but during the season, loads of the other queens kind of opened up and showed us really fun side of themselves we didn't expect i didn't expect blue to be this like fun witty queen who also have is really good that's anti-irish sentiment right there fight the real enemy your low expectations of blue <laughs> and obviously crystal should have stayed longer but this top three was kind of written in the stars yeah top, but top, the stars are blind Honestly, the stars are blind. Cause baby, when I see you, you are the stars so blind. That's it, right? Much better Paris than Hilton. Paris Hilton's Much better. It's so funny. <laughs> Anytime someone says much better in real life now, all I can see <laughs> at here work, is I bag just of said, chips. <laughs> at work, I said much better, like, because I meant it. And with my accent, they were like, can you please stop saying that? I'm like, it's just an expression that means something's better. <laughs> well, it's 
copyrighted now. You can't say it. it's like oh. <gasps> so next week is the season finale. Exciting! It's here already. Excited to see the Vivian crowd the winner. <laughs> that's definitely what's going to happen. I mean, I would be happy with the Vivian or Davina winning. Yes, to be honest, Davina has proven her chops. I would uh, kind of prefer Davina to win. Yeah, because her uh, evolution arc throughout this season was very endearing to watch. Yeah, Davina's a little bit like Jinx Monsoonie, whereas the Vivian is more the ra- Raven, Raveny. <laughs> yes, totally. She knows she's good, and she's good. And yeah, and her book was good, and her look was good. She's, she's good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, Maddie, it's been great doing this podcast. And listeners, thank you so much for uh, being on this journey with us. Um, I think we've already said this at the top of the show, but leave us a fucking podcast review, please, <laughs> and buy our merch. So, Maddie, say something that matters to you this week. So, Annie, I revisited an old classic movie, Sophie's Choice, and. Uh, it really touched what? me. So, JK, of course, <laughs> is Pokemon Sword and Shield. I bought oh, Pokemon I Sword, and it's the best one of the series so far. And even though it doesn't contain all the 750-something Pokemon, they cut it down to 400, and they didn't include Bulbasaur. So what? And, like, loads of you other You literally ones. have a tattoo of that on the back of your head. So I don't have to have it in the game. Uh, but it's great they cut out all the fatty bits that were irritating about previous games, and it's just all the good parts. And uh, I'm addicted. And if you're playing it, send me your Nintendo Switch friend code and I will trade all my unneeded Caterpries. Oh, no, you're not using Caterpree again, are you? <laughs> I'm trying to quit, but it's so hard. <sighs> uh, obsessed. And also, fun fact, uh, if you buy sword, you're top. And if you buy shield, it's the bottom. So facts are facts. <gasps> so you bought the and you bought, bought the ampersand. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, say something that matters to you this week. Um, yes, I I can't remember how I got recommended this now, but um, I watched this short YouTube series from 2016, so it's a little bit outdated, but you know, you might not have uh, heard of it. And it's called Her Story. It's this like short YouTube series about two trans women living in LA, and it's just kind of about their dating lives. But it's a really just nice little series. It's very L-wordy. It's like you know, quite slickly produced. And it's kind of set in that same, probably that same part of town. And obviously there's like groups of lesbians in the show as well. Anyway, it's really short, but it's just really nice and kind of gives you a view of what it's like to be a trans woman dating uh, in present day. And it's directed by Sydney Freeland, a trans director. And it's created by trans women, Jen Richards and Laura Zach. And uh, yeah, it was just a really pleasant watch. I mean, there's some like elements of tension and drama etc but you know for the most part i just thought it was really good and i wanted to give it a little shout out oh great i will check it out i just search for her story on youtube yeah it's all free it's there let me see if it has been like optioned as a tv show it like won uh, a primetime emmy at the time for an outstanding short comedy series so or if well comedy or drama series but it doesn't seem as if it's been like turned into a, a, a real tv show yet but hopefully Oh, great. I will check it out. Well, we got it. Follow the 
podcast on Instagram at Nothing You Say Matters and follow me at Annie Picks Official and me at Matthias Vashitsa. And please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, leave us five stars, and leave us a review. It really helps. Cover photo by Annie Picks, graphic design by Matty Vashitsa, theme song by Matty Vashitsa, episode edited, produced, and executive produced by Annie Picks and Matty Vashitsa. Nothing You Say Matters is not associated with Drag Race UK, World of Wonder Productions, or The Glory. Like, rate, subscribe.